0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. And Jesus said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and recline at table? Will he not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you are commanded, say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Sometimes when folks ask me how I'm doing, I say, well, I would be a much better pastor if I had five million dollars. It's actually true. If I had five million dollars, we could pay off the mortgage, we could fix everything here that needs to be fixed, And we could even get you just a little more help. But it's also a bit sassy. Like those poor apostles in the gospel for today. Lately, the cost of following Jesus in the gospel of St. Luke has really been adding up. First, Jesus asked the disciples to feed the 5,000. And then came, deny yourself, take up your cross and be ready to lose your life for me. Next it was, drive out some demons and go love the unlovable. And then it was, pray, fast, heal, bless, tithe, give alms, and take the narrow door. And then, don't be afraid. Stay pure, rebuke evil, Forgive anyone who asks you to forgive them, even seven times a day, and follow me. After a run like that, it's no wonder that the disciples are begging Jesus for an upgrade. Lord, we're going to need a little more firepower. Lord, increase our faith. To which Jesus replies, Don't worry, you've got plenty. You all have got all you need. We don't talk about it much, but every so often we pastors are asked to come fix a house where strange things are going on. Mirrors are talking, dogs are howling, doors are slamming, or rooms feel dark, cold, heavy, and stinky. A couple of weeks ago, I was in a house where some helium balloons that were left over from a birthday party had been going down the stairs one by one, all by themselves, as if they were in somebody's hand, but there was nobody there. Lord, I think we need an upgrade. Lord, we need more firepower. Lord, increase our faith. And then Jesus replies, don't worry, you've got plenty. You've got all you need. And it turns out that the cure for such a thing really is fairly straightforward. We take a crucifix to lead us through the house and incense to drive out the smell and oil to anoint the doors with the sign of the cross And most of all, we have a liturgy with prayers for every room, especially in this case, faith is not freelancing. And then we finish by celebrating the Holy Eucharist. But before we go, we leave behind the crucifix, as well as the Lord's Prayer and the Creed and Luther's prayers to be said morning and evening. Because as Jesus said, You never clean up a house and leave it empty, or the demons are sure to return. So we fill the house with word and sacrament, with prayers and creed and blessing, with angels and with the Holy Spirit. And that's enough. Then we're all done. It turns out that even in our spookiest times, Jesus has given us all that we need, Because Jesus has given us himself. That's the point today, and that is what is happening here this morning to all of you. Jesus gives himself to us. Jesus this morning gives himself to you, and he gives himself to me. Right here at the altar, at the pulpit, and at the font. So that you and I can move through life in the way that St. Paul describes in the epistle, That was read just a few moments ago. That we could move through life, verse 1, according to God's will. Verse 9, with purpose and grace. Verse 2, in mercy and peace. With prayers and joy and faith and love. With self-control and hope and promise. Verses 3, 4, 5, and 13. But without fear. Verse 7. Since the Holy Spirit is living inside all of us. Verse 14. Maybe that sounds like heavy lifting to all of you, but really it's not. And this is important because Jesus is not making any demands on you here. Just like Jesus wasn't making any demands on his disciples. This morning, Jesus is giving us as a gift The best possible life. Jesus is putting us back on the way that leads home to heaven. That's what happens each week when you come to church. Jesus reveals to you just a little bit more about the kingdom of God, about the way of the cross, about the Christian life, about things that now go beyond feeding the 5,000 and casting out demons and praying and fasting and healing and tithing and giving alms and taking the narrow door. That's the upgrade. That Jesus is here each week increasing your faith, giving you more. None of it is meant to spook you or to weigh you down. It is all given to you as a gift in order to encourage you, in order to excite you, in order to bless you, in order to give you hope as you move through your week. It's all given as a gift to remind you that you already have all you need. Jesus has already adopted you into His family through holy baptism. Jesus has already given you His Heavenly Father in the Lord's Prayer. Jesus has already blessed you with His Holy Spirit through His words and through His sacraments. And that means that all of you, every one of you, has plenty of what is divine. You've already been given a faith that is so powerful that just a little bit goes a long way. That just a faith the size of a mustard seed is enough to plant a tree in the sea. This is your upgrade for today from this particular text. A bit more for the best possible life. Verse 1. Don't touch evil. If you give in to temptation, if you touch evil evil infects you and then evil uses your body to sin uses your own flesh and blood not only to destroy you but also to be a very bad witness to the world especially to the children who look up to you and then verse three and four don't touch evil but do touch good touch lots of good Touch good, divine good, over and over and over again. Touch good, and when you do, good pulses through you. Good comes to life in your flesh. And you do good which gives glory to God and also blesses your neighbor, especially those children who look up to you. That's not a demand. It's not one more heavy thing for you to do. It is instead one more good gift, says St. Paul in verse 14, from the good deposit of blessings that Jesus has for you. Jesus gives us himself, he gives us his cross, he gives us his death, he gives us his resurrection, he gives us his forgiveness, he gives us his way, he gives us his life, he gives us his eternity. Once you have been baptized, you have the new life of forgiveness. Once you have been taught by Scripture, you learn what pleases our Heavenly Father and what keeps you safe. Once you have been touched by the Holy Supper, Jesus comes alive in you, strong and true, forgiving you and making you one body, then we have not just what we need to survive. The Christian life is never at the bare minimum. It is not just what we need to survive, but to flourish, to give glory to God, to love others, to serve everyone we meet, and to forgive everything even seven times seven, and even to move mountains or plant trees in the sea if that's what Jesus wants from you. But if not, there's still plenty for you to do here in faith and hope and love. For me, for your other pastors, for the people around you, there is still plenty to do here in faith and hope and love as his bold, satisfied, joyful, hopeful little children of faith. That's you. And I'll be back another day to ask for the $5 million. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.